Hey, welcome to the Therapy Thoughts Podcast. This is Tiffany Rowe. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor and psychology teacher. I own Mindful Counseling in Orem, Utah, and I'm on a mission to break down mental health stigma. Therapy Thoughts is a podcast all about helping you love yourself and make peace with your mind, body, and food. I'll share some education, tips, interviews, and tools from my clinical experience so you can improve your mental health. Stay tuned as we change the mental health game and talk all about therapy. What's up, my Therapy Thoughts tribe? Tiffany Rowe here, back with another episode of the Therapy Thoughts podcast. We have been gone for about four weeks. We had a gap since the last episode, um, so I'm excited to be back here with you. I wanted to jump right in and talk about perfectionism. This is something that I run into all the time. You know, eight years as a therapist, I see all types of folks, um, but definitely as I have worked on helping people learn to love themselves and to love and accept their bodies and to heal their relationships with food and to really, you know, figure out who they are and love their life, perfectionism is always there. Um, I find myself in the counseling office often shaking my head, just going like freaking perfectionism, man. And let me share some research and tell you what I've learned as I've studied this, researched this, and worked with people. And uh, hopefully we can give you some ideas on how to combat this perfectionism thing. So perfectionism is on the rise. And there's actual research and um, studies that show us that it has been on the rise. I found this article by Thomas Kern and Andrew Hill. It's a 2018 article talking about um, maladaptive perfectionism or perfectionism that's not adaptive. It's not helping us out. And what they say is since 1989 that every generation is more prone to perfectionism than the generation before. So this is three decades worth of data on perfectionism among college-age kids. And I think that's really interesting. What's going on there? Why do we have a rise in perfectionism? What What's up with this? So... Another interesting point that I found in this article, they distinguished three types of perfectionism, okay? One is socially prescribed perfectionism. Like you perceive this excessive expectation from other people. So I expect other people expect me to be perfect. That's socially prescribed. The other type is self-oriented. I see that a lot. A lot. Um, imposing this this desire to be perfect on yourself. Like you're the critic, you are the one who's demanding perfection. Then there's other-oriented perfectionism. Really interesting is it actually is us placing those standards of perfection on others. So this article said that the socially prescribed perfectionism, the one where we perceive this excessive expectation of perfection from others, that's the one that has increased by 33% between the years 1989 and 2016. Dude, that's a lot. That's a large increase. What is happening? Why do we perceive this social pressure? Where is this socially prescribed perfectionism coming from? And I sh- I'm sure you have some ideas. My first idea, which I'm sure you're thinking as well, social media, right? 
In the 90s, we had the introduction of socializing online, AOL, waiting for that long modem beep to click us into to socializing with the world. Um, and, it's, and it's really just expanded. And this research is between the years 1989 and 2016. So that makes sense to me that we're just increasing in this demand with the presence of social media. Um, I would also argue television, magazines, just anything that increases more comparison, the more we see, uh, the more or the less diverse the less diverse body types, um, the lack of diversity in general. I mean, it's it's going to create this idea of, hey, there's a, a certain way to be. There's a certain way to look. There's a certain way to act. It's perfect. Um, there's a certain GPA. There's a, there's a demand. There's a standard. And so much of that is unrealistic. Anyway, this is just me thinking out loud. And I, I thought that was really interesting. This excessive expectation of perfection from others. That's the highest increase in perfectionism that the research is showing us. And um, what we do know about perfectionism is that there are a lot of negative consequences. So we, we know that depression and perfectionism are absolutely correlated. Uh, we know that perfectionism increases uh, anxiety and other mental health issues. And maybe maybe the increasing rise of these things themselves, depression and anxiety, that this, this is linked to the, the epidemic of perfection. Maybe they're kind of working hand in hand. So if I had to just give you a quick fix, how do I start to unwind you know, perfectionism for myself? Self-compassion. I, I don't think there's an easy fix. We live in a perfectionistic society. Um, but the research with self-compassion is pretty outstanding. And that it, it treats the exact things that perfectionism will exacerbate. So depression and anxiety. One very manageable and quick way that we can combat those is to apply self-compassion. Now, I could do an entire course on self-compassion. There's so much there. I recommend you grab the book. Uh, Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff, Kristen with a K. And she is really one of the gurus of self-compassion and has done a lot of research on this. The idea is, is you would treat yourself like you would a good friend that you really care about. So if you're demanding of yourself or you feel that there is this social pressure that expects you to be perfect, what would you say to a good friend? And then apply that compassion to you. It's a really cool idea and it's so soothing and it's a lot of what I do in the counseling room is really just giving permission to folks to give themselves compassion and to be cool to themselves. Um, it's, it's quite foreign. Most of us haven't been taught that. So a quick way, uh, you know, a, a podcast answer would be learn some self-compassion because a lot of the perfectionism I'm talking about is the maladaptive kind. It's not supporting us. Um, I guess I'll plug this just to, you know, ward off any kickback. 
there's a game of semantics when we talk about perfectionism. You know, a lot of people argue, hey, isn't it good to have some perfectionism? So if we look at this like a spectrum where everything, you know, has a different degree or different impact, having some degree of adaptive perfectionism is going to be motivating. Uh, it's going to make sure that you can, you know, be resilient and uh, accomplish things. I'm, I'm not hating on accomplishment, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's wrong to uh, engage in challenging things or to push your limits, but what I don't think that's perfectionism. But some, you know, some research, uh, some people define, you know, they differentiate adaptive perfectionism compared to like maladaptive perfectionism. So just to be clear, I'm talking about that perfectionist perfectionistic need to win no matter what. And I need to prove my worth and my value, and it's based on your approval of me, and really, you're never good enough, because there's really no such thing as perfection. There's always more, right? So that's what I'm, I want to combat here. Um, it's this excessive self-criticism that's really motivated by a fear of failure, a fear of disappointment, and really believing you don't have this intrinsic self-worth. And imagine what that leads to. It doesn't lead to positive outcomes. We cannot create motivation from shame and fear and criticism. You might get temporary compliance from those types of uh, you know, feelings, but not true worth and true accomplishment, and like really living in line with your values, and your purpose, and your calling. So that's why I want to challenge perfectionism, because that criticism, and that fear of failure, and that fear of disappointment, and fear of rejection, that's just going to perpetuate the anxiety, and depression, and mental health struggles that do not make us feel good. So perfectionism doesn't solve that stuff. I mean, if we if we break it down, why am I being perfect? Why do I have to be perfect? Um, and I'll give you a couple insights from the therapy couch here. Often when I'm sitting with someone who is terrified, terrified of not being perfect, I'm like, what is underneath that? What's up? And so often these folks will say, you know, if I was imperfect, I was not loved. I did not matter. When I didn't show up perfectly, I was invisible. Or if I, if I showed up imperfectly, if I caused waves, it was over for me. You know, I was abused. I was hurt. I was isolated. I was neglected. I was treated poorly. I was, you know, told I would never amount to anything. So, so many of us developed this perfectionistic style because we're smart and we needed to survive in dysfunctional homes or school systems where teachers were horrible to us or where coaches, you know, took it too far. I, I want to recognize and not shame anyone for leaning on perfectionism. I see it as, hey, you got through it. You found something that worked for you and you, you used your brain to survive. And kudos to you. You made it this far. But hey, if you're on the therapy couch or you're really getting emotional listening to a podcast and this calls to you, it's probably not working anymore. And that's okay. In this moment, practice what we're talking about. Practice that self-compassion. Like, 
holy crap, I know why I'm a perfectionist. Wow, I get it. Girl, I know where you come from. I was there. It is really hard for me to talk about perfectionism and not talk about your inner child. So have compassion for that little kid that developed a way of being that helped her or him survive. Yeah, I better be perfect. I better not cause any waves. I better not rock the boat. I better do the dance because, shoot, man, it's over for me if I don't. Like, kudos to you for surviving and then apply this self-compassion of like, hey, you deserve better. That doesn't work for me anymore. I'm not going to let fear and failure and disappointment and rejection run my life. Here's a, here's a quote for you. Distraction is what perfectionism is doing. It's distracting you. Perfectionism is a distraction from your true purpose and calling. If you're trying to wear this mask and be perfect, which I don't even know how to define that. I don't even know what that means. But if you're engaging in perfectionism, that is this armor It's this overcompensation for all those deeper, darker fears, right? Fear, failure, disappointment, rejection, unlovability, shame. So it's a distraction of you trying to fill those fears and needs and protect yourself. How can you really live in line with your true purpose and calling and just like flourish and just like thrive if you're just living in that scarcity of like, holy crap, people can't see me. I got to be perfect. Um, That's what I'm talking about when I say it's a distraction. So I just want to give you permission to say, hey, maybe this sucks and I don't want to be a perfectionist. Like this is draining. This is exhausting. And I want to give myself better because I do believe I, I deserve better. And if you don't, we can work on that. So apply self compassion right now. What would you tell a good friend who's been through what you've been through? Maybe see a picture in your mind of. That little kid you. And think back to what she was feeling. What was he feeling? When they decided it wasn't safe to be seen. When it wasn't safe to be true to who they are. Because the consequences were too scary, right? Feel those feels. Just kind of hold space for that. How would you show compassion to someone who felt that way? I want you to put your hands on your cheeks and make some of that connection to self and just offer you some permission to say, man, this has been hard and I understand your suffering. And it's been so hard to get this far, but I got you. I got your back. I'm curious what that feels like. Just take note. We don't have to change anything. You don't have to do any radical, you know, overhauls in your life. But just consider, where did your perfectionism come from? Is it still serving you? Maybe kind of understand why it developed and offer that self-compassion. I think we all deserve to live in line with our calling and our purpose. I want to empower you to do that. And I think perfectionism is a distraction. And I think it is a roadblock to really just living in a mindful, peaceful state of mind. I'm sure it's not in line with your true values. And uh, have compassion for that. 
and understand that you may have mental health outcomes that have impacted you like depression or anxiety because of that and I think you can unwind it I think that you can build a foundation that's you know loving supportive and kind Um, you can become resilient to the perfectionistic beliefs and the shame and the fear that have kind of given you this perfectionistic inclination I think you can stand up to that critic in your head I think you can show up as a loving, kind, warm, supportive parent to yourself. That's that inner child work stuff. So maybe just kind of sit in that tonight. And think about that whenever we talk about perfectionism, it's not even really about perfectionism. It's always about the underlying stuff. What's up with the attachment figures in your life? That longing for connection Um, trying to not feel defective, that shame and that sense of worth. So when I see perfection, apply, apply some compassion and understand what it's really coming out of and understanding that it has served a purpose and may no longer serve that for you, that you can get security and you can get love and self-worth and emotional connection in other ways, that you can matter Because you're imperfect. Because that's like super duper human of you, right? I hope this one hits home. Um, If if it calls to you, you can head over to mindfulcounselingschool.com. I have a one-hour lecture I've uploaded there all about perfectionism, self-compassion, and self-love. So it's one hour of me giving you ideas about perfectionism and step-by-step ways that you can combat it and build this relationship with your inner child and uh, build some self-compassion. There's a lot that goes into, you know, shifting a fundamental attitude you have towards yourself. Um, I I find that often people will say, hey, I want to change this thing. And we focus so much on trying to change a belief system that we can get discouraged because it's not changing fast enough. So I just want to remind you, like, if you've had a general approach to life, like this fundamental way of being, like, it's not as easy as hearing, you know, a motivating or empowering podcast of just like flipping the switch. It's work, y'all. Mental health is no joke. I always compare it to physical health. It's just as important. Health is not defined by having, you know, a fit body. Health is a lot more. Health is multifaceted and this mental health component takes time and consistency and work and so much of it is feeling feelings and confronting big emotions that a lot of us have been taught to suppress so I really respect and honor that this might be kind of difficult and I think it should be um, because there's so many layers to having to kind of unwind an attitude about perfectionism so I would say you can start with working on that and just building a possibility that your worth is not determined by your achievements, accomplishments, compliments, good grades, likes, attention, you know, number of friends, whatever it is, just start kind of marinating with that idea that your worth is not connected to any of those behaviors or feedback. That worth is independent of external validation. 
that worth is a fixed place inside of your heart. Who are you? What is your true worth and your essence and your soul? That's your self-worth. It has nothing to do with any of this socially prescribed perfectionism. Just you, naked, alone, in a room, by yourself. Who are you? And so start wrestling with that idea. My worth is not determined by all this external stuff. It's inside of me, and it's only me. And I might argue, you know, a higher power helps you there. But start to work on that idea. Um... I know I get frustrated when people tell me to just let stuff go because I'm like, what does that even mean? So when I say let go of the idea that your worth's, you know, not determined by that stuff, just sit with it. Start to marinate on that. Start to kind of like stick your feet in, feet, foot, feet in the waters of let go. Sit with that, take some time and see what happens. Um, We always just got to kind of start with this possibility. I super believe in that. So perfectionism, self-compassion, what's underneath, getting down to the, you know, the nitty-gritty here, folks. Again, head over to mindfulcounselingschool.com. You can check out my one-hour lecture on perfection and self-compassion if you want some more here. Um, Hit me up on Instagram. My handle is mindfulcounseling. I have this Therapy Thoughts podcast, but uh, usually every day or every other day, I drop some mini therapy thoughts over there. So come party with me, get to um, connect with the mindful tribe on a bigger scale. And I hope you guys enjoy this. And as always, may you be well. I appreciate you tuning in and supporting the Therapy Thoughts podcast. If you want to dive deeper into intuitive eating and body image and self-love, head over to tiffanyrow.com. It's the hub of all of my courses, the podcast, my merch, and information about doing counseling and coaching with me. I hope you guys stick around for more. We have lots of exciting interviews and thought leaders coming onto the podcast. So until next time, may you be well.